Welcome, everyone. Uh, we are simulationists across the globe, bringing together our different perspectives as we discuss our failures in simulation and how to learn from those failures so that maybe we can save you from painful experiences. So welcome to SimFails. And other conversations from the Sim Sofa. And I am Sasha Milivotti from Down Under, Australia. <laughs> Hi, it's Kirsty Freeman from Singapore. And Janice Palaganis from Boston, USA. Sup, my friends. How um, are you all? I, I'm trying to match your energy here, but, but I am definitely Zoom exhausted. Just oh, really feel feeling pain. it. How are you doing? Uh, the funny thing with Zoom, and I think in today's world, pandemic worlds, um, you just don't realize how you got so busy on Zoom because they're always back to back. I think we just unknowingly schedule meetings back to back because you can now. And then you just find yourself in that Zoom exhaustion. And then you find yourself Zoom exhausted. And you just don't even realize it until it happens. That's right. I, I agree. I think that it's that thing that we're just going along, you know, soldiering along with this thing that we have to do now and we don't realize how we are getting tired and um, our participants as well. Right. So how have you been using Zoom? We're still not fully in the office and everything that I do with simulation, I've been doing all distance simulation. Yeah. How about you? Well, it's the same. I feel like um, I really, you know, appreciated that comment about this back-to-back -back thing because I think um, people's perception of availability when you're working from home is that you can just jump on a Zoom, you know, any second. Like there's this concept that you're always available. And mm. that's, I think, a little bit different to, you know, prior to uh, pandemic, you know. I just, I tend not to even notice the Zoom appointments on my calendar anymore. Um, you know, I, I was the same, I double booked myself um, actually for Zoom teaching and face-to-face -face teaching um, last week. So yeah, I had a, a little clash, um, which, you know, required poor other people to have to try and logistically, you know, replan things. But yeah, it's this, this aspect that I can, you can just jump on at any time. Whereas when before people would schedule a meeting and I certainly didn't have as many, you know, uh, meetings um, in a day that I do on Zoom. They say, I, just the number right. of them seems more. Well, I just realized, I think last month, that you could actually run two Zoom calls at the same time. Did you know that? Have you done that? No, no. I haven't done it. Yes, your camera actually shows up on both, <gasps> um, and you just mute one. But the problem that I found out very quickly was you can't turn off the sound on just one. And so you're hearing both oh. meetings. It, it was just an awful experience, but yeah, I've done that. So oh if you gosh. talk, both meetings can hear you. Right, but you mute one. Right. Okay. So then they can't hear you, but you could hear them. Yep. Oh gosh. I don't think I would be able to multitask like that. That's my amazing, you can do that. My brain's hurting at the thought. <laughs> yes. So I have to say, even when I'm on one Zoom meeting, because fortunately, Janice, I haven't, you know, um, managed the privilege of doing two at one time, um, even in one Zoom interaction, and whether that be teaching meetings, you know, because we're using this platform for so many different um, purposes, I am, Sasha, doing this multitasking. Um, so my attention to whatever I'm doing, I have to say, is impacted, you know, in a 
in a meeting, I'm, you know, an email pings up and I'm checking it. Whereas I would yes. never do that if I was in a room with people having a meeting. That's right. It, uh, I completely agree. And, and, and taking it even further, I think that as we are feeling tired, I think that I'm becoming more and more conscious of the people that are with me in the meeting, for example, participants in a sim course that we're doing through a Zoom because of the pandemic, uh, just be conscious of the fact that they are also getting tired and that uh, that can impact on the interaction with the, with the other people that you're Zooming with, uh, their participation, their level of attention, etc. And, um, and being conscious about that, I'm finding that it's more and more important. My um, PhD student uh, at MGHHP, Melissa Morris, is doing a study on comparing meetings in VR versus meetings in Zoom. And exactly what you were saying, Kirsty, that what we're finding is that um, the one of the <laughs> big advantages of the VR setting is that you can't multitask at the same time. Mm. Like you are there and if there are distractions in the you know virtual room that we're in, but you can be dis distracted but still engage in the conversation. Whereas on Zoom, um, we're always checking our email or doing something else, shopping even um, at yeah. the same time. <laughs> so. I know, right? But I would ne like I would I think that you know I would never do that in person because I think it's so unprofessional. Yet why am I happy to do it in this you know this online space? Um, I'm you know it's it's quite interesting and I, you know it's it has impacted you know at times my ability to engage or even I'm thinking well if I'm doing it so are other people. Uh, so the minute someone's got their camera turned off, I'm thinking, oh yeah, they've checked out. They've wandered off to the bathroom or um, then they're not in the room with us anymore. So you're talking about the cognitive load in, in Zoom and how that gets to Zoom exhaustion because I uh, two of my other PhD students, Cynthia Mosher and Alex Morton, they are studying this um, impact of load. <laughs> thoughts, yeah. if you will, when you're in Zoom. So for example, exactly what you're saying, when the video goes off, we change our behaviors and we change our behaviors as let's say debriefers, or if you were facilitating the conversation, we change it based off of our personal um, experiences and perceptions of what that person's doing with the video off. And what yeah. what they've been studying are the different behaviors that we take as facilitators in a Zoom or web conferencing platform, sometimes we will call out that they're not engaged. And then, of course, that always sets a funny tone and people are more likely to not want to engage. And then or we over engage and then that allows them to feel like they don't need to engage. So they've been studying the perspectives around this, but all of that is at play and it adds to the cognitive load of being in that Zoom call of you're constantly trying to interpret why people have their cameras off yeah. or on or what their what their background is. You're it all of that comes into play and adds to the exhaustion. So Sasha, I'm curious, you know, with Zoom with your learners, um, uh, so how how are they engaging? Your I, you know, are your learners coming to a session? Do they spend a lot of other time on Zoom for other activities? 
Well, it varies depending on the situation that we're living. Right now, everything has gone back on Zoom because in Australia, we are not doing very well with the pandemic. Um, so yes, they are having multiple Zoom learning experiences uh, throughout the week, uh, tutorials, simulations, whatnot. Um, so yes, there's a lot, a lot of screen time uh, for them, and uh, I, I, you know, it's concerning because there's there's another aspect about this whole Zoom exhaustion thing, and it's that when you're at a meeting, a face-to-face -face meeting, and you have a break, you know, you go and have a coffee or whatever, and you go onto your screen and check emails and WhatsApp or whatever it is that you do, and then go back to your face-to-face -face meeting, no more screen. But now people are on Zoom. Then we have a break, and during the break, they stay in front of the computer, yeah. checking emails, WhatsApp, whatever it is that they normally do. So it's, there's no screen break at all since 8 in the morning until 4 p.m. When if it's an all-day course. Uh, and it's, so we encourage our participants that when we are having a Zoom course to take a proper non-screen break because I think that um, it is becoming important in terms of avoiding this Zoom exhaustion phenomenon that we're seeing. Yeah, because I think, you know, we're really fortunate that we have technology that we've, you know, majority of people around the world have been able to embrace to make sure that, you know, teaching can still occur. I think, you know, it, it's a privilege, right? We're really fortunate. But yeah, I'm, you know, we are seeing this, this impact on both our, our facilitators and our learners. Um, it's not too bad for me because I can, you know, uh, I have a standing desk, for example. So when I do some teaching stuff, I might uh, stand up on Zoom. So there's something still physical about my interaction. But for some of our learners and some of other our, of our facilitators, if you're sitting down all day, I think your participation is impacted. Would you, would you agree, Janice, with that? Absolutely. I mean, it impacts, it, it has impacted, I think, every part aspect of my life uh even my own mobility you know as you both know I'm a crossfitter like uh, even just um like I I can't even lift my lifting form is off now because I've just been sitting so much um yeah. even though like I'll try to stand on zoom it's it's still <sighs> you know you're stuck to a screen all day yeah so it's not just zoom it's it's just, I guess it's everything. It's just exhausting. I sound so, so exhausted and I, I just know. feel like I'm putting everything down. I got to stop. All right. So we got to come up with some strategies. How can we manage this exhaustion or stop it from occurring? Like, well, I mean, Clubhouse, I'm so glad that you were like, Clubhouse or Zoom? And I was like, Clubhouse, please. Um, I think that's the value of Clubhouse during the pandemic, isn't it? Yeah, there, there is, it's interesting. So, you know, using a platform such as this Clubhouse where there is no video, right? So there is no guilt attached with not having your video on. Um, it's funny though, because I'm not sitting in front of my computer, so I, you know, Clubhousing on my phone, I am literally sitting on the couch with a cup of tea and I feel like as much as I can't see you, I feel like I'm having an actual conversation and that my attention is all with you guys. It's not anywhere else. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you're talking about strategies. I think that being, con first of all, acknowledging the Zoom exhaustion is step one. 
Um, and secondly, I think uh, what I was talking before about being conscious of the fact that you need to take breaks from it uh, during your meetings and that that break has to be screen free. That, yeah. That's something that I am using. I did do a course recently, um, you know, it was a, you know, two mornings a week over an eight week period um, that went for an hour and a half. So it wasn't too long, but an hour and a half is still long enough to sit there. But there was a, a sort of a bio break halfway in between. And for those people that didn't want to step away, there was a, the, the facilitators would either lead through you in a physical stretch or put on like a YouTube video of a quick, you know, 60 second um, stretch break. Uh, so it was, um, I, you know, at first I thought, oh, here we go. Um, but it was actually really good. You know, I did actually get a chance to physically have a break. Um, it was lovely. Our uh, president of our organization, she's done some really great things. Um, one of the things was she mandated that all of the meetings be 40, I think it was 50, 50 minutes, five zero minutes, so that you yeah. have a 10 minute break. Um, <clears throat> and then she does uh, what's what we're calling Zoom sabbaticals. So the entire organization agrees on um, particular weeks every semester. It's like one week. Uh, so I, and you know, you can't, you can't schedule any Zoom calls. Um, I think I don't follow it. <laughs> so, hence here I am today, just, just feeling, feeling it. about it, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think that's wonderful to hear that, you know, you've got people in your executive that are leading the way in this. Uh, certainly, my organisation has done something very similar, and I think it's great that our organisations are seeing this as well. Um, and so they have suggested that if possible, um, you know, workload dependent, etc., that everyone schedule Wednesday afternoons, no, as in, sorry, schedule it off, like no meetings. So that should be time for you to do your own stuff, but there should be no Zoom meetings at that time. Um, yeah, once again, it varies depending on the timetable for me. Sometimes I still have to teach or whatever, but um, I think that's, that's a great start. As you say, Sasha, acknowledging it. Um, you know, thinking about some individual strategies such as giving yourself a break where required. Um, and I suppose what I can do personally is be a bit more uh, attentive during those meetings. Um, so maybe I need to close my uh, Outlook windows so that when an email pops up, I don't see it. So maybe just doing little things like that might help. Yes, I think that that too, what you've just mentioned there, that um, especially when you are running a course in simulation, for example, I do need their attention. And not because it is a Zoom meeting, it means that it shouldn't be any different to what it would be face to face, acknowledging the differences, of course. Uh, but try to be present, be with me. Like maybe, you know, you can be wearing your pajamas from your waist down because no one can see it. That's fine. I think that that's, that's a perk. <laughs> Right, you don't have to get dressed from <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> from your waist down as you would from your waist up. That's fine, no problem. But um, yeah, ask for a presence in the course. I think that that um, you know helps with the interaction and the running of these meetings, courses, or whatever it is that you're doing through Zoom. Yeah, I agree. The other thing and, um, I've been doing, yeah. <clears throat> as I found, uh, or I've taken the tip from our good friend Walter Epic, who takes all of his meetings by walking. So it's really nice. And he, you know, he gave me the tip. You start your video as you're walking so everyone can see that you're walking. And so hence you eliminate the idea that you're not engaged. Yeah. Um, and then you turn it off and then just yeah. join via 
you know. So that comes down to the ground rules, right? Um, you know, like Walter's saying, you know, hey everyone, I am on, I'm walking, uh, so just so you know, camera's going to be off, but I'm still engaging. Um, and so I think it's giving people permission. I mean, certainly some of my learners are, you know, in situations where they can't have their camera on because either they're in a clinical area when they're participating in, in something and so we don't want to see what's going on around them. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think we lay down those ground rules and, um, and be kind to each other. Yes, be kind to each other. Disclose and be kind to each other and acknowledge that this is not easy and that it's pretty much new for all of us. Well, Janice, I want to say I feel your pain and thank you for sharing your exhaustion today. It's, you know, and remember that we're around you here to build you up when you're feeling flat and exhausted. Um, so, you know, that's what we can do for each other, no matter where we are in the world. Well, thank you for letting me talk about it. It does help. <laughs> and if any of our listeners have any Zoom fatigue stories they want to share, don't forget, hashtag us at Simcoe.